So let's go to tonight's learning. Tonight's staff will be dedicated as a merit for a refuah shalema for a complete recovery for David Baruch ben Simona. We are starting on Daf Samach Gimel Ahmed Aleph, and we are on the third line on the page. Go ahead, Wayne. Also dedicated to my father. He went back in the hospital a couple hours ago. I did not know that. What, what, what's the matter? Yeah. You know? Infection? He's it's just giving out. He's old and, you know, it's, it's uh, not looking good. Aye, aye, aye. What's his name? Yeah. Moshe Khanan Ben Ben Machla Yetta. Ben Machla Yetta. She have a Rafua Shalema. And they should continue being the head of uh, NASA uh, distribution, NASA candy distribution. What is it called? Uh, yeah, he's retired, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to being the head of it. Shachatu Shalela Eichlev. So we quote the Mishnah, right? On Daf Samach Gimel Amad Aleph, Shachatu Shalela Eichlev. If someone shechted the carbon Pesach, having in mind someone who is not part of the people who are able to eat. What does that mean? It means someone who's too old and is unable to eat the, the, the lamb. They, they, they don't have teeth anymore. Who knows? They're not able to eat a kezai's worth of lamb. So the, the halacha is pshita. That's obvious, right? It's obvious that if you shechted for someone for whom the carbon is not able for them to eat it, it is obvious that that shechting is a shechting for which you're going to end up getting punished and having to bring a carbon to atone for the fact that you shechted on Shabbos a carbon that's not actually an appropriate carbon. That's what the Mishnah teaches. So the Gemara says, Pshita, this is obvious. You have to bring a carbon for that. Kiban the Hasim Puzzle. Since we said already earlier that if you shach the carbon Pesach for people who are not appropriate to eat it because they are too old or they are too sick to eat from this carbon, it is obvious that that is not a appropriate carbon. It is not a fit carbon and it is not a valid carbon. Well, if it's not a valid carbon, then of course you're going to be liable for, for desecrating Shabbos, because you shechted an animal on Shabbos, not for a carbon. It's obvious that you're going to be liable. The Gemara says like this. The reason why we needed to say it is because in the Seifa, in the end of the Mishnah, we said you are exempt when you shecht a carbon, Pesach, right? In certain cases, you are exempt, right? So we said if you shecht a carbon, Pesach, thinking that it's really, uh, I'm sorry, if you shechted a, a regular carbon that's not supposed to be shechted on Shabbos, thinking that it's a carbon, Pesach, you're exempt, according to Rabbi Yeshua. So therefore, we said that Tana Reisha, therefore, in the beginning of the mission, we said, you're chayiv, you're liable. It's really just as a contrast, but not that it's not obvious. Of course, it's obvious. We didn't need to tell you this halacha. You would have known this halacha without the mission teaching it. However, we like to set up as a contrast to help you remember the law. This is also obvious. Mishum, the Hasim Kasher. Over there, the carbon is a good carbon. Acha Pater. But so over there, the carbon's a good carbon. So of course, over here, you're going to be exempt if you shechted a good carbon. Of course, you're exempt for shechting on Shabbos. You're supposed to shechting on Shabbos. Ella, so rather, rather, it's like this. Once we taught you that if you shechted with the wrong intention on Shabbos, you shechted the carbon Pesach, but thinking that's a carbon Shlomim on Shabbos, then we also taught you about a similar type of case where you shechted the carbon Pesach, but not for the people who are supposed to be the ones who are supposed to eat it. The Higufa Lamali, but why do I need to teach that? Why is that a separate halacha? The same way we tell you that when you shecht a carbon with the wrong intention, that you're shechting it for a different carbon that it's not meant to be, right? 
the same halacha, of course, should apply when you shakta for those who are not supposed to eat it. They should be the same law. Why? I'll tell you why. Because there's actually machlekes of Lezer and Yeshua, as we learned in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yeshua says, as long as you think you're shakhtina for a mitzvah purpose, you're exempt from a carbon, right? You're not liable for a carbon for atonement. Amalir of Huna bar Chinna Huna the son of Chinna says to his son, his own son. He asks the Kameh the Rabbi Zrika, when you come in front of Rabbi Zrika, ask him a question. Fascinating, I'm doing this right now. I literally, earlier today, I was teaching Sefer um, HaChinuch, and I was doing a Gemara in, in Shabbos. The same exact Gemara, actually, right? It was completely different halacha, you know, mitzvah number 26. You're not allowed to believe in idols, right? And in my source sheet that I had prepared a year ago, two years ago, I prepared this source sheet. I actually had a Gemara in Shabbos, this Gemara right here. Okay, so Gemara goes like this. The question is like this. You're not allowed to create a Chabura on Shabbos. You're not allowed to create that someone starts bleeding on Shabbos. Now, when the paradigm for creating bleeding on Shabbos is the case of where you shechted a carbon in the Mishkan. Right? You shechted a carbon for the sake of bringing in a sacrifice in the Mishkan. Now, if you create a Chabura, right, a wound, However, it is for a destructive purpose, not for a constructive purpose. You are a potter. You are exempt because this is not considered to be melechas machshebes. It is not considered to be a significant uh, creative act. It's not a creative act. It's a destructive act. Shachto yishaloyla But if you shacht it for those who are not able to eat from it, then you are liable. Ma tiken. You might ask like this. How could it be that you're liable when you shacht the carbon on Shabbos for those who are not actually supposed to eat it? Where is the constructive? Excuse me, the constructive act over here. There's no constructive act over here. You shechted it on Shabbos for those who are not able to eat it. So how is this a constructive act? It's a purely destructive act. You kill the animal, and there's no, no constructive purpose at all. So the more answer is, Tikin, what you fixed is what you rectified, constructive, im olu, if it would have gone up on the Mizbeach, lo yardu. It's like this. If you would have brought up, even though this carbon was a carbon that is not really supposed to be shechted, because you shechted it for people who are not, allowed, you're not able to eat it. They're not in a position where they're able to eat it. And that's not supposed to be shakhtar. However, if you would have shakhtar it for those individuals, and then you wouldn't have realized that it's not an appropriate carbon. And what you did is you brought it up on the mizbeach. You brought the fats up on the mizbeach. Once they went up on the mizbeach, there is no halacha that you're supposed to take them down. In fact, you're supposed to leave it and still burn them on the mizbeach. So there is a constructive purpose, because it will still affect some level of connection between us and God. Shakhtar sabalmum. Yimar continues, it also says that if you shakta in our Mishnah, we taught that if you shakta an animal and you find out that the animal is really a balmum, the animal really has a blemish. What was the halacha? Chayiv, you're liable for shakta this animal. Once again, matikin, this is not a constructive act. This is a destructive act. Why are you liable? Tikin, bedoikin, sheba'ayin. What you have fixed is the case of doikin sheba'ayin, which is like some sort of eye blemish, which I, I think we assume is some sort of cataract, right? The milky cataract that animals... This type of blemish is a, is a smaller kind of blemish. And therefore, an animal that has this blemish should not be brought as a carbon. However, if it is shechted as a carbon, then what's the halacha? According to the position of Rebbe Kiva, the Amarkas, he says, Once again, we find that Rebbe Kiva is of the opinion that if you shecht an animal, that the only blemish that this animal has is a cataract. You're not supposed to bring it as a carbon, but if you did, it wouldn't come back down. It would get burned. So once again, the constructive act that you are doing by shechting this animal, it's not constructive. If you would ask before, should I do this? The answer would be no. But fact of the matter is, since it does have a constructive purpose in the sense that if it was brought up as a carbon, it would not come down. You would burn it. That itself is already considered constructive enough 
to satisfy the requirement that to do a malacha on Shabbos, to do an act that is forbidden on Shabbos, it has to have some level of constructive purpose. We said in the Mishnah further that if you shock the animal and you find that it is a trefa in seser, right? You find that it indeed it would have died in a short period of time and it was going to die anyways. Pater, over there we said your example. However, if there would be a blemish that is an open blemish, you would be liable. Matikin, once again, what have you exactly done that's constructive? If you shecht an animal that has zero, well, it's a trefa, right? It's a trefa. It's an animal that would have died and we know it would have died. If you shechted it, can you eat it? No, you cannot eat it. So what's the constructive purpose? He has taken it out of the category of being a nevela. If an animal dies, right, from some sort of illness, it, 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 uh, it creates a level of ritual impurity that is higher than if an animal that was shechted, even though it would have died, it does not have the same level of ritual impurity. Maskevela Ravina. Ravina asks a question. How did Tanya, that which we learned in a brisa? If somebody shecht a chatas, right, outside on the base Hamikdash on Shabbos for the sake of Avedazara, right? This guy's really confused. Chayiv Aleha, he is liable to bring on this shechting. Gimel Chata is three carbonus, right? One carbon for shechting on Shabbos when you're not allowed to. One carbon for bringing a, a one carbon for atoning for the fact that he brought a carbon to a. And one carbon for the fact that he shechted something outside the base of Mikdash. If you're bringing in a sacrifice, it has to be in the base of Mikdash. Matikin, how can you say that he's liable to bring a carbon for violating Shabbos? What was the constructive act that he's doing on Shabbos? What he did is he removed it from the category of Eber Menachai. What's Eber Menachai? Eber Menachai is that if an animal is living and you, you, uh, you take a limb off of a living animal, you're not allowed to eat it. Now, this applies to non-Jews as well. This is a prohibition for non-Jews as well. So when he shechted this animal on Shabbos, it is no longer subject to the rules of having this prohibition of Eber Menachai, of eating a limb from a live animal, and therefore it has sa- at least satisfied that requirement. So that has a constructive purpose. Shechot we continue analyzing the Mishnah. It says that if you shechted and then afterwards you find out that it has a blemish, Amar Avuna, Amar Rav. I'm sorry, not this case, actually. I think this is the case in the Mishnah where you shock the animal and you find out afterwards that the owners had already determined that they don't want this animal to be their karma Pesach. They wanted a different animal to be their karma Pesach. If you have a, a carbon asham, which is a guilt offering, that was put out to be pastured, right? Because it, it was something that you had dedicated, consecrated, you brought as a carbon, then it received a blemish. stam. And then you shakht it without having in mind what you're shakhting it for. Kasher, la'ila. It is still okay to be brought as an oila. Okay? So now, if you have a guilt offering, you cannot bring a guilt offering as an oila offering. An oila offering, the whole thing gets burned, right? Now, but if you dedicate an animal as, a, as, a, um, as either a chatas, which is a sin offering, or as a asham, which is a guilt offering, right? And then the animal, and then it died, right? Or if you dedicate it and then sacrifice another animal in its place, then if the first animal was a chatas offering, you have to let it die. But if it's a an asham offering, a guilt offering, right? So then you, what, halacha is like this. You have to put it out, to pasture, until it becomes a balmum, until it has a blemish. Then once it has a blemish, then you can actually shecht it as a regular offering and take the money that its value was and give it to hektish, okay? Um, um, okay, good. Yeah, fine. Now, so... 
So we see from here, loy by akira. We see from here that you don't have to do an action to be it, right? You don't have to actually do some sort of action to take it out of its original status. If so, nami. Even if it had not been put out for grazing to the pasture, it still would have the same halacha that if it was slaughtered as a burnt offering, it would be okay. The reason why you're not allowed to shacht it as an oil offering is because we don't want to get confused with two cases. We don't want to get confused that if it's already achieved atonement for its owner, and then you're going to end up bringing it as a carbon oil even before it's achieved atonement. So you get confused with those two different statuses. So therefore we say, unless it's already been put out to pasture in the field, you cannot yet bring it as a carbon oil. Uminat temra. And how do you know this? Ditnan. We learned in a Mishnah. Ashram Shamesu Bailov. You have a carbon ashram, a guilt offering that the Bailov died, the owners of it died. Or the owner got atonement that he needed, right? So why is he bringing a guilt offering? Because he needed to, to atone for the fact that he violated an assay. He didn't do a positive command, right? Now, let's say he already achieved atonement elsewhere. He should let it graze until it has achieved, uh, become a Balmum, until it has become blemished. Then he should sell it to Yiflu And he should take the money that he used, the money that he received from the sale of this blemished animal, he should use it as a voluntary offer. Rebeliezer says he should leave it to die. Because he says that the same way a chatas has to be left to die if the owner achieves atonement in a different fashion, so to a guilt offering, if the owner achieves atonement, it has to be left to die. Rebeliezer says you can sell it and take with the money that you received for the value of that animal, you bring a oil offering, a fully burnt offering. in So you can only take the money that you received, but not the actual animal. Why? Same idea. The Chachavim said, we don't want you bringing it as a sacrifice after you've already achieved atonement in a different fashion, because then you might bring it as a different type of sacrifice before you achieve atonement. That would not be okay. Shmami, now we see from here. The Gemara asks the question. Chizda asks the question to Huna. We said in our Mishnah that if the person slaughters it and then afterwards he finds out that the people who had decided that they want to make a group of people to shecht this animal, they had actually taken their hands away from this animal, so to speak, and determined instead of bringing this delicious lamb, they actually wanted to bring a different lamb, right? So what's the halacha? So turning the page now. And we learned about this. If this happens during the week, it should be burnt immediately because if it happens during the week. If you say that anytime you have a situation like this, you have to do an active uprooting of its original status. This is a case of a carbon Pesach. And since it has no owners, then if, it, if you shechted a carbon Pesach, thinking that there's you know the 12 people sitting in, in San Mateo who told you to shech this carbon Pesach on their behalf, but unbeknownst to you, they really already determined they want to shecht another one, right? So now, they are not actually sitting on this, uh, they're not the owners of this Karman Pesach anymore, so to speak. So the halacha is that when you shach the Karman Pesach, it has to be dedicated for specific individuals. There's no specific individuals who are supposed to feed this Karman Pesach. So this is called, the fact that there's no individuals who are, who are um, mimane, who, sorry, who are nismane, who are um, appointed to be the owners of this Karman Pesach, that's considered to be a, a blemish, in, an inherent blemish. Abdu, ahachi, and therefore, you have to shecht it right away because it's an inherent blemish. But if you say that it doesn't need an active uprooting of its original status, that it's a default status, 
That is a de facto status. That as soon as the original owner either dies or decides he wants to remove his hand from this animal, it automatically defaults into a shlamim offering. Well, if so, then suloi mishamai. Then for what reason does it has it become invalid? It shouldn't be invalid. It should be defaulting to a to a, a shlamim offering. Mishum davar achar. It must be because of something else. The chashachet le achar tamet shabein arbayim. The in the invalidity, right? The the um the psul over here, right? The psul is actually the fact that you shechted it after what is called the tamet shabein arbayim. The afternoon constant offering. If you shecht it after the afternoon constant offering, you're not allowed to. If it's a carbon Pesach, you, we said earlier about 15 baht ago that a carbon Pesach should be shechted after the Tumat Shalbein Harbayim, the constant offering that's brought in the, in the afternoon. But if it's a Shlomim, you're not allowed to bring it after. So it's a Shlomim offering, there's a defaulted to Shlomim offering, a regular peace offering, and you brought it after the afternoon offering. It's invalid. Eber Tzura Bait. The Gemara says, one second, but then it, even, even if you're right about that, it would still have to be in the status of Ibertura, where it lost its, uh, its form, right? It was left and it had become invalidated. The Tanya, because we learned in a Brisa. This is the principle. Anything that has in it, the, the thing that renders it invalid is inherent to the item. The Sarif Miyad has to be burnt immediately. Bidam, if the invalidity of it, right? That's not really the right word. I'm not sure what the right right form of that word is. But if it be if the thing which rendered it invalid is in its blood or in its owners, to ubar the First, it has to lose its shape, its form, and then it will go out into the place to get burned. Ella, so rather, don't say that if he shechted it without any intention at all, it automatically is rendered something that's fit to become a oil offering, a burnt offering, where it all gets burnt on this back. Ella, Ema, so rather say like this, if you shechted thinking that it is something that it should be shechted for an oil offering, for a burnt offering, kosher, it is valid. Alama, by Akiva, we see from here that you have to have the actual active knowledge that I am taking it away from its original status to actually render it different carbon status. And unless I actually think to myself, it is no longer a, a uh, Shlomim or a Pesach, but rather it's a, an Oila, it doesn't leave its status. According to Bchir Bagamda, the Amar Nizraka Mipichapura said that everyone in the, in the Chavra, they all said, they just threw it out as a consensus for Amri, and they said, the case must be that the owners of this carbon became Tamei Mes. They, when all of a sudden they found themselves on the, the 10th day of Nisan, they found themselves in a state of ritual impurity because they went to a burial. Now, they are no longer able to bring this carbon on, on regular Pesach because most of the community is not in a state of ritual impurity. So if you're in a state of ritual impurity called Tamei Mes, you cannot bring a carbon Pesach. Now, if everyone or the majority was, then that would be different. But that's not what happened here. They already set aside a lamb to be, bring, to be brought as their carbon Pesach. What should they do with this lamb? What's, what's the ideal? They should use that lamb when it comes to Eor, Tesva. When it comes to Pesach Sheni, they should use that lamb as an offering for their carbon Pesach Sheni. Haihu de Bayakira. It is only in that scenario where really this lamb should have been brought as their carbon Pesach in the second time Pesach comes around, Pesach Sheni as we call it. Then, if you want to remove it from its status of being a carbon Pesach, it has to have an active knowledge that I'm shechting it for a different purpose. But in general, we don't need to actively be involved in thinking that it's being brought as a different offering. So, what is there to say? So, rather, Avuna, the son of Yeshua, says like this. 
You decided to separate it with the intention of bringing it as a carbon Pesach before Chatzais, before midday. However, the owner of this animal died after Chatzais. The Havile Nira, because it became an animal that was ready to be brought. In other words, like this. Uh, an animal that is supposed to be brought as a carbon Pesach, it can be set aside as a carbon Pesach. Before it reaches midday on Arab Pesach, it is not called ready to be brought. But once it reaches midday on Arab Pesach, that's when it's supposed to be brought. At that moment, it could be shechted already. So therefore, when that animal reaches that point of ready to be shechted, and then does not end up getting shechted because the owner died, what happens? It's called nira benitcha. It was seen by the Mizbeach, and it's pushed off. What happens to this type of animal? It can never be brought again as the Karma Pesach. Now, is this specific this reasoning only works according to Rav? Rav is of the opinion that when you have a living animal, it does not get pushed off and be brought as a Karma. So rather, Papa says it cannot be Rav. He must be Rav Similarly, if someone shechts other karbanas with the sake of the karban pesach, they become possible, invalid. The havelei psule begufa, because they become something that is a, a invalid in and of itself. The rebeliezer, but if it's rebeliezer, chatas nami mechayev. According to rebeliezer's opinion, even if it was a chatas, even even in this case, he should also now have to bring a karban chatas. The haleste lezer, because if you remember, rebeliezer and rebishua had a machlekas in our mishnah. When you shecht the carbon thinking it's on Shabbos, and you thought it was supposed to be X carbon, it was really supposed to be Y carbon. Rabbi Yeshua says, as long as you had in mind to shecht for a carbon, you're potter. Rabbi Lezer says, you're chayev does not say that you are exempt from a carbon chathas when you shechted an animal on Shabbos thinking that you're shechting for a different purpose. Ella, targum of Yesef, reader of Salah, chasida, kameder of Papa. So rather of Yesef, the son of Salah, chasida. Says in front of Rav Papa, Hamani Yosef ben Chunai. He must be Yosef ben Chunai. It's not because we went to Mishnah. Yosef ben Chunai Omer. Han nishchatim l'shem Pesach l'shem Chatas Psulim. We have other sacrifices that were shechted for the sake of a carbon Pesach or for the shechted for the sake of a carbon uh, Chatas, a sin offering. They are possible. They become invalid. Alama, we see from here, Suloi bekufahi. We see that it is a, a a disqualification that is inherent to the animal. Mishmachi yisarf miyad, and that's why they become burnt right away. However, when it comes to exempting people for being in a carbon, a carbon chathas, for the fact that they shechted an animal on Chavez, he says, well, if your intention was to do a dvar mitzvah, you're exempt, like Rabbi Yeshua. And therefore, that's how you can have a situation that on the one hand, he holds like Rabbi Yehazir, on the other hand, he holds like Rabbi Yeshua. Ravashi Amar, Rav, the Amar, Rabbi Shmuel, B'nai Ravashi has a different answer. He says, Rav was working with the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yechem Mabreka. The Tanya will enter the if there's time in the day to figure out if the owners have taken their hands away, in other words, they have decided that they're not going to bring this as an animal, or that, that the owners have died, or that the owners have uh, become tamay, then you're liable because you should have done a better job figuring out if they're still valid, if they're still uh, you know, up and running on this carbon. Saying, therefore, you have to wait for the animal to lose its form, so to speak, where it becomes older. But then it goes out to burn. My time, what's the reason? Is it not? Why does he say this? Because he holds you don't need to uproot it with an active action taking it out of its original status. How do you know this is so? Maybe it's because he holds like the Tana of Rabba Barabua. 
Because he says, Because he says that even for the sake of something that has already become pigle. What's pigle? Pigle is when the kayin is doing the act of shechting this animal or any or anything involved in the process of the carbon. And he has in mind that he's going to be bringing it for a different time period or in a different place he's going to eat it, right? And even over there, he says it needs to actually lose its tzura before you can burn it. The yalaf oven oven minaser, because we learn out from the fact that it says oven, which is iniquity, by an animal that was uh, pigo and an animal that was also nicer, that it was left over past its time. Because if you didn't say this, what can you say about a case when the owners became tamay? When the owners become tamay, there is no doubt that to take it out of its status and make it a disqualified carbon, it has to be taken out by an active uh, intention to take it out. It was thrown out from the members of the Chabura. You're going to show you Bailam to make You have a case in which the owners of this animal became Tame Mace, became ritually impure due to contact with a dead person. And the animal that they had already determined should be sacrificed for the carbon Pesach on Pesach Rishon. That should be pushed off to Pesach Sheni. Rather, you have to answer like you answered, like we answered originally. Yosef ben Chunaihi. That indeed, this entire statement is going according to the according to the statement of Rabbi Yosef ben Chunai. Hajjun Allah We finished the sixth parak of Sachim. Uh, tomorrow night, as Hashem, we will start Kitat Silen. Right? How do you roast it? It's a fun. Uh, Earl's going to really enjoy when the Gemara goes through the recipes. How you're supposed to roast the lamb whole? And Marat can tell us what they used to do in Iran when they made kufta. You know, some delicious lamb kebabs. And uh, once again, the learning tonight uh, should be as a schuster for Shalema for Dudu Habib, David Baruch Ben Simona, and for Maishal Khanan Ben Maklayata.